Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. Today I have John Tanner with me. John is very busy. He's got a lot of things going on in, in part of his roll-up to Agile 2018, which he may or may not mention, or he may keep them secret for his talk. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, John, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, thank you, Dave. Um, you're going to be at Agile 2018, and this is sort of a teaser for the talk because we'd like to let people know what you're going to be talking about. Um, your topic is Agile Metrics and the, the GQM approach. So what is GQM and what is this talk focusing on? So GQM uh, stands for Goal Question Metrics. And it's kind of a six-step process to ensuring you've got the right metrics and you're using them in the right way for your enterprise. Uh, and that you're also going back and creating feedback loops to improve your metrics over time. So kind of the purpose of that, when I started talking on this subject a couple of years ago, um, was helping the business create better metrics so we could drive the business in proper direction. Okay. Um, okay. I've learned a lot over those couple of years. So kind of just a little bit of teaser is I've now shifted it towards how we can use metrics for good instead of evil. So it's not just about the value of the business, but how can we do good things, not only for ourselves, but for our communities as well through the way we work. So can you give me an example of good and bad there? Uh, I could, but then oh, you might don't want to give it all away. Oh, we don't want to give it all away. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I can give you a, I can give you a very simple example that I think any developer could associate with. That's so good because I had no idea how I was going to get out of this part. So this is a good. <laughs> I appreciate now, that. I am working with a team on the ground right now, and we're starting to implement metrics because they haven't really had any before. They've had velocity, which has been burned down of hours, basically, but not really anything else. So we were discussing capturing things like latent defects, defects that have been in the system for a long time. Um, and there was a lot of pushback there. And they said, we don't really want to track those because we might not have been responsible for those. And I said, well, that's great, but we do want to track those because you might not have been responsible for those. So we need to actually see how that's trending over time. Their concern was when they tried to track latent defects before, things that had been in the system that the customer had found uh, that got reported up, that the team was punished every time a latent defect was found. Um, they were forced to work longer hours, it would come up on their performance reviews, things like that. That's an example of using metrics for evil. Flipping that around, using the same exact metric for the proper reason, which would be, what's wrong with the system? How are we getting latent defects out there? What support does the team need to improve the process rather than forcing the team to go fix it themselves? That would be using it for good, improving the team's life. It's a pretty massive cultural issue, though, if if they're if they're afraid to track something because they're going to be like hit over the head with it, even if they didn't create. I mean, like it's it's broken. You got to fix it. Yeah. So this is where GQM comes in. This is this is a very interesting mind shift. It's hard to have that conversation if you can't back it up with some justification for how we can prove to the developers we're going to use this for good. So what yeah. we started with yeah. was the goal. We want a stable and healthy system. And then we had some questions. How do we know it's stable and healthy? And one of those one of those questions driving toward it was, um, we want to demonstrate that um, defects are not escaping past our iteration over time. And the obvious metric for that is, you know, capturing latent defects. Once they realized the goal was creating a healthy system, and we we went through root cause analysis when we found those defects and showed them we're going to go fix the system. We're not going to punish the team they became a lot more comfortable with them. That's why this method is really helpful. It explains the goal we're driving toward instead of just the fear of the metric itself. Well, it's and it's going to require a lot of courage too. I mean, and a lot of safety, I would imagine. I'm kind of 
weary of that going down into that conversation again, but people are going to have to be brave enough to look at this stuff. Yeah, but bravery, so bravery can come from two places, right? One is just out and out heroics, right? If you're backed into a corner, you can be very brave if you've got no other options. But can also come from, uh, you know, having a place of trust. So yeah, you can't, you, you can, if you're pushing someone in a corner, you can expect they're going to strike out and hope they make the right moves with it. I prefer to come from that place of trust, building the trust first. And to me, that means building our goals together. Here's why we're doing this and explaining it to them and making sure that people understand these are going to be used for good, not punitive. They're going to be, they're going to be good metrics to help us fix the system and support you, not to punish you for what we find. So this is something I want to kind of highlight before we talk about when it's actually taking place is that the, what you're talking about is not just capturing metrics so we can get a better sense of what's happening, but capturing metrics as a way of understanding and maybe adjusting what's happening culturally within the organization and with the teams as well, correct? Absolutely. So it is my firm, honest belief that everybody wakes up in the morning and wants to do a good job. Some days we don't do the best job we can. You know, some days we're sick or we're tired, but everybody wakes up saying, I want to do well today. I don't think anybody woke up this morning and said, you know what, I'm going to screw up my job and I'm going to make I'm going to make my boss's life miserable. Right. Most people don't do that. So to me, when we find a problem, whether it's defects or we're not hitting the ROI we were looking for, um, to me, it's a systemic issue. Either we were marching towards the wrong goal or we're, um, we just haven't defined what we want or um, we're not capturing the right metrics to tell us we're on the right path. Yeah. So when, when I look at numbers or spreadsheets or anything else, the, the ultimate question to me is, why are we capturing this? How does this help us get better towards the goals that we're trying to achieve uh, and not you know after action forensic sort of stuff that people usually use metrics for? Yeah, so we can compare one team another against another and have stack ranking on all of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're going to be at in San Diego for the conference and you're talking on Wednesday the 8th at 10:45. Doesn't have the room number, but I'm going to include a link to the actual session so people can find it. Um, but what if they want to get in touch with you between now and the conference? What if they've got questions that they just need an answer to right now despite whatever else is going on in your life? Yeah, I'm always happy to talk. So I can be reached at john.tanner at leadingagile.com, which I'm sure you'll include. And I've also got LinkedIn out there. Um, I, my, my username is TannerJS, so you can reach me there, um, which I'm sure you'll include a link for that. Because you're awesome, Dave. <laughs> I'm just really good at copying and pasting. All right, so one last <laughs> question before you go. What advice do you have? You've been to this conference before, and it is a brutal event. I mean, wonderful, but also just exhausting in every dimension what advice do you have for people to survive this week better if they're going to be at the conference for the first time uh, i would say leave yourself a little gap space i always make the mistake of back to back to back to back sessions and then the parties that that are sponsored and just trying to network leave yourself a little space to clear your mind and absorb the information um, plus make sure that you're networking don't just go to a session to you know, gather data, go there to meet people. Some of the most brilliant minds in industry are there, not only speaking, but just attending. So socialize yeah. a bit. Cool. All right, sir. Thank you very much. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks in San Diego. I'd appreciate it, Dave, as always. Thanks.